Hello and welcome to something a little bit special. Yes, that's right. You are listening to us mid midweek, mid cycle. It's an extra, a double exposure, if you will. And the reason that I'm here, it's me, Graham, and joining me is the lovely Rachel. Say hi, Rach. Hi there, Graham. I'm just going to very quickly check. He definitely pressed record. Uh, oh, hang on. That's a really good question. Did I? Yeah, I did press record. Hey. We're all good. <laughs> um, not that re- I don't have faith. Not that you didn't have faith. Well, quite reasonably didn't have faith. The reason that we are here um, with a special extra episode is because... As we have been talking about for the last month, the Silbera Indiegogo campaign has been going on and it's getting towards the end now. It's got another just over a week to go. Um, It'll probably be about a week when this comes out. And so at the very end of it, we wanted to get on a very special guest to talk about, well, everything Silbera, everything pre-Silbera and everything about the Indiegogo campaign. And who better to join us than one of the co-founders of Silbera, Konstantin... <laughs> Konstantin Shabanov. Konstantin, one, sorry for tripping over your name right out the gate, and two, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for inviting me. Uh, hello, folks. It is already uh, gone 10.30 at night for you, um, so we're going to try and not keep you up too late, I promise. Oh, but Well, it's 9.30, but it's doesn't matter. No, 9.30. Oh, that's not too bad then. That's not too... You're only three hours ahead. Three hours. That's very civilised. But we've got lots of stuff that we want to ask you about and talk to you about tonight. And first off, I would really love to learn a bit more about you and what your background is. Well, uh, as for me, I'm uh, quite new to the industry. Uh, Well, uh, previously I've been running uh, different... Uh, retail networks, uh, some uh, outwear, outerwear, mm-hmm. uh, computer stuff, and well, actually, uh, I've gone. I think at the level uh, when there's uh, it, when the it doesn't matter uh, which business do you run. That's uh, all the same. Yeah, that's about people. That's about processes. Uh, that's not about the uh, product uh, as far as you run something and trying to build a business. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, several years ago, uh, my friend, Vladimir Vishniewski, which is sitting nearby and silent. Yeah, <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello from a Vladimir. Dist- a distant hello from him. <laughs> uh, came up. Yes. Uh, well, he moved to St. Petersburg uh, and he started a uh, photography school here uh, and he brought a Photoapteca online store uh, with him. Uh, previously it was in Rostov-on-Don, it's a southern, so-called southern capital of Russia, uh, capital of the southern, southern region of Russia. Uh, so he moved in with all that stuff and so I joined him. To uh, run Photoapteca, to run uh, Photography School. Uh, so while I've been running uh, different other businesses, uh, not my own, but as uh, top manager, uh, it was just about a year ago uh, when I switched in into the process completely. Uh, and that was about the same time or maybe it's even less uh when we decided that uh we should bring such a brand as silbera as a separate brand and so silbera as a name and as an entity is quite young but you the you guys have been um producing and supplying um chemicals and photographic stuff for for quite a while now haven't you um much longer than just silbera has been alive Yes, uh, actually the um, photoapteca, uh, the online store and uh, the production of the chemicals, it lives for about, well, uh, we could say round, round it up to 10 years, but it's about 2009, uh, it started at 2009 and it was just a small home lab and then it uh, evolved into uh, small-scale production and this year as long as 
uh, we decided to bring uh, Silveri alive. Uh, we decided to scale up the production and we decided to uh, fix some uh, terms and conditions for our chemicals to uh, be of the um, certain purity, mm -hmm. uh, just to uh, be at the level, well, we can't be at the level of field for it, but uh, we don't have 100 years of experience. Uh, but still, we are trying to reach the uh, level they um, represent now with their assortment, with their uh, quality, and we are trying to keep up uh, the brand up to that level. We'll try everything to do in terms of crea creating new chemicals, um, Constantin, do you, um, uh -huh. was this something that you, you worked on together, the two of you? Um, were you going back through old photographic manuals to find the formulas and sort of adapting them for yourself? How did you come to the recipes that you now use? Well, uh, there are several lines of uh, chemicals we produce. Mm -hmm. uh, there is classic line, which represents the classic formulas like uh, very common it is at least here in Russia uh, some of them are clones of Kodak some of them are um, synthetometric uh, developers mm -hmm. uh, which were well known and widely used here in Russia since the Soviet Union times mm -hmm. uh, so that's I think the widest range uh, where we just keep up to the classic receipts uh, for everyone to be able to use uh, the developers which went out of production, were discontinued by the manufacturers, or just uh, there's uh, no production lines left except us. I see. At least mm -hmm. here in Russia. Uh, we have a special line, mm -hmm. which is the line we produce exclusively and those are the receipts uh, we've modified to our needs uh, those are uh, really our own thing and uh, say like uh, one of the flagships in the in that line is uh, Silvera Ascarol which is a scorbic acid uh, developer mm -hmm. uh, and that's one of the things we are most proud of as it goes um, as a liquid concentrate and it's quite easy to use and it's quite cheap and it gives you perfect results uh, with some uh, self-compensation uh, mm -hmm. like microphone so it can easily be used for push processing and uh, it's very hard to overprocess a film in Silvera Ascarol. So that should be really good stuff for the worldwide sales. And it's uh, nice and consistent. So it's one that you've, this is one that you've developed yourself, that you've modified yes. and uh, fantastic. Yes, um, yes it's uh, modified from uh, several receipts. Uh, just uh, we did it as close as we could do to correspond in development time to our Kodak D76. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's quite easy to use if you know development time for Kodak D76. You do know the development time for a scroll, you need just to add one minute and you can get every film uh, correctly developed. So you, so these two businesses were running essentially side by side, so you had the... Um, the photographic supplies that you were developing and selling at the same time that um, you were running or the the photographic school as well. Um, can you tell us a bit about the photographic school? Yes, there's even a third business, which is an online store, which is closely connected with the production of the chemicals. Because uh, actually, that, that was the beginning. Uh, we decided to start selling the... Uh, analog photography supplies and it appeared that there are there were n almost no developers of pixels here in Russia by the moment so we just needed to produce it ourselves <laughs> mm. uh, and as for the photographic skills uh, that's the uh, 
child of uh, Vladimir Vishnevsky mainly. Mm -hmm. uh, he was the one who started it in uh, Rostov-on-Don, uh, and this branch still works there. And uh, he was in charge of the project when he came to St. Petersburg. Uh, so that's classic offline uh, school of photography with uh, two and a half years long uh, main course for professional photographer. Mm -hmm. uh, and several basic courses, uh, just as preliminary ones, and several uh, second grade courses uh, for those who ain't ready for two and a half years long study, mm -hmm. uh, but wishes to uh, study uh, the studio, uh, how to work with light, uh, how to make uh, graphic design for uh, photography, uh, so there, there are quite a lot of them. And what kind of ratio is it for analog versus digital being being taught at the school? Is is it that analog was is um, the main basis of it, or is it that you use both? And do you test your products out on the students? <laughs> well, as photography school is concerned, that's uh, just photography school. We ain't divided into digital and analog. Mm -hmm. uh, analog photography is a part of the education process mm -hmm. uh, here at uh, School of Academic Photography, uh, which is the name for the school. Mm -hmm. uh, so we do teach the people how to uh, process the film. We do teach the people uh, what print. Uh, we do uh, teach the people difference in between films and some basics in uh, coding for them to understand the process from the very beginning to the very end mm -hmm. and that's the main principle of the school uh, whether it's uh, analog or digital photography uh, we consider the photography itself as a profession and passion for life uh, which demands those followers coming into the stream to know the whole process mm -hmm. from uh, the technical side uh, from the very beginning till the very end. And um, what is there a lot of interest in photography as a hobby in Russia at the moment? Is that as it has been you know, elsewhere? And is it becoming more and more popular? Well, actually, yes. Uh, we have a kind of a uh, small gap in between uh, Europe and Russia uh, as far as any trend is concerned and usually that gap is about one year so what becomes popular there in Europe shall become popular here in Russia in <laughs> one year or or about it. Uh, Set your calendars. <laughs> yes so yes we can have a look at the Europe and plan our activities <laughs> easily. Oh get ready for fidget spinners you're gonna love those. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, that's probably something you have no idea what I'm talking about. But next year, oh, you'll look back on this and you'll you'll really love it. Okay. Uh, well, as it, it goes in popularity, uh, photography as a hobby, analog photography. Uh, well, film is just starting to rise here. The peak is, I think, at the autumn of the next year, something mm -hmm. like that. So it just speeds up. So it means you've got in on the ground floor, so to speak, and it means you can be, you know, the uh, the main go-to company for people to go to to get their chemistry because you will have been doing this obviously for quite some time by that point as well, which is which is great. Um, and uh, in terms of the photographic school and what you've developed with your chemicals and with your film and what have you. Um, I thought it would be interesting to know how your students at the school have used those materials and whether that has informed how you have tweaked the recipes and things like that. Yeah, sure. Because, well, actually the school is always like at least private school of the good origin. It's always like a club and every student is uh, totally aware about what we are doing and they do support us and we do support them. It's a kind of, well, 
as far as you uh, go for two and a half year long course, you become a kind of part of the matter, mm, mm, part mm. of the family. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, so uh, everyone here uh, knows uh, what do we do. They do use these materials. Uh, every analog course we start uh, is based on our chemicals and based on our uh, films as soon as we started to produce the film. <laughs> so is it that that then led to the birth of Silbera? Because obviously the Silbera itself, I think, was it early, was it early this year that that um, was born, shall we say? Yes, I think we shall say the, the year came uh, about February in this year, as we just decided to... Uh, move on with uh, selling our chemicals into the Russian market mm -hmm. and previously they were under the name of the online store we run that won't be really good idea to try to sell some chemicals uh, to different online stores and the flying stores when it bears distinct uh, advertising of the yeah. competitor <laughs> yeah yeah so we just decided to uh, separate the production and line store and uh, it was almost the same moment we've uh, paid our first visit to uh, Micron Lab. It's a lab in Moscow region which has a huge history of more than 80 years uh, and they do have their small coating machine. They do have huge experience in uh, motion synthesis uh, so it was well like a lucky coincidence for mm -hmm. us to find out that we can start something with our own film so i'm um, was it a case that you um visited this place and saw the possibilities and you started thinking great we can make our own thing or had you already been planning to try and get some film because at the moment you've got two film lines essentially that you're working on you've got the panchromatic and the orthochromatic which one came first in your mind well it was almost simultaneously uh actually we've been thinking about our own film i don't know since uh the last year, as Bellamy Hunt started his own production, mm -hmm. uh, and looking at the at, at him, looking at Berger, uh, we've been thinking about our own film and how could we make it, where to go, uh, whom to talk to, and this year it was just a total. Let's say it's, it was total lucky coincidence with Micron Lab and for panchromatic films which came almost at the same time through different channels and we just couldn't miss the chance no so can you talk to us about let's start with the orthochromatic can you talk to us about how you even go about developing a new film i suppose essentially from scratch well that's uh, the easiest part as orthochromatic emulsions they are one of the eldest in the world. It was almost the first emulsion uh, which was used for early cinema films and later on it was used for uh, copy films. Having such an experienced specialists as Micron Lab uh, nearby with more than 80 years of experience in emulsion synthesis and uh, coding, coding of uh, high-res, low-speed emulsions, that was very easy. <laughs> so we just needed to uh, modify the emulsion to bring it from, say, 20 ESO to 50 ESO and 100 ESO, something like that. Mm -hmm. Sensitivity is quite easy to adjust, but uh, it influences on several other characteristics of the films. And that was the task for Micron to solve. Because mm. uh, when you change the sensitivity of the motion, you change, well, several very important properties of the motion itself. Such as uh, the great grain size and, and things as well, I suppose. Uh, yes, it's grain size and it's uh, 
chemical properties, or let's say physical properties of the emulsion itself, uh, like viscosity, which ah, okay. uh, influences the uh, properties of uh, adhesion. So uh, there are several shots from the first coatings of orthofilms uh, where you can see that emulsion is uh, really good in uh, as far as image is concerned, but it has several uh, technical flaws. Uh, actually, the first coating was kind of a total disaster because, <laughs> uh, well, we, we could see some images from the film, uh, about two or three per 35, uh, something like that. Just those two or three images were the only one which stayed on the substrate and the rest of the emulsion uh, just went off <laughs> and was floating in the tank by the <laughs> end of processing. <laughs> and so that was uh, quite fun, I think, yes, to see. You could even see the image on the emulsion. It's <laughs> it's just, just floating. Wasn't on the film. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just uh, wasn't connected to the substrate anymore. <laughs> so it wasn't flat. <laughs> Uh, so they had to adjust uh, the hardener, they had to adjust uh, the adhesive component and the ratio of the silver and these components in order to the emulsion to stay uh, on the substrate and to bear all the properties we needed. And yes. Do you have, because um, with a new film, do you have something in mind that you are trying to work towards? Do you have a sort of a, a, a mental image or a target that you like, this is what we want this to be like? Um, or is it more a case of making a stable emotion at the speeds that you want and, and letting it develop its own character? Well, uh, what we are trying to do now, uh, together with Micron Lab, uh, we're trying to, uh, well, repeat the way the photography evolved, because uh, starting with orthochromatic film of our own, uh, we're going to continue with isochromatic film and panchromatic film. Uh, those are the steps which photography did in early 20th century. We have to go the same way, because otherwise uh, we just... Uh, can do anything. You just can't go and pass all the steps unless you have an experience in it. And here in Russia, we, there's uh, no technology left to produce, to code to uh, still photography on chromatic film. There is TASMA, uh, which is the largest manufacturer in Russia as far as uh, films are concerned, but they do work for aerial photography. Uh, and they have huge coating machines. Uh, they just won't do anything on uh, in, in the volumes uh, we need, in the volumes we can produce, in the volumes we can sell. Yeah. Uh, so we have to go through the whole process on our own, starting from the very beginning and up to the end. And that's that's what we are working on with Micron Lab now. It sounds like you're, you're working to build a, a solid future for what you're doing there, um, which is great to hear. So how um, how far along the development scale is the orthochromatic film at this point? Well, as for orthochromatic film at this point, the emulsion is ready. Uh, we do have uh, the substrate we'll uh, use for orthochromatic film, uh, actually, we don't have it, but we do know where to buy it, and we can buy it. That's not a problem anymore. It would be the same substrate which is used for panchromatic films, uh, which has good uh, uh, anti-collation layer, which has uh, anti-curling layer built into the substrate. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's flat as a foot of the iron, uh, despite its thickness which is a bit less than common one. Yeah. Uh, so the only thing we need here to um, finalize the production of orthochromatic film uh, is small modification of the 
uh, curating machine to avoid those uh, technical flaws that still persist. Uh, that's just several um, spare parts to be changed. So they're of quite good price, but still this is just uh, common spare parts which can which we can buy from the factory to replace them. Yeah. So much like you were saying about your chemicals earlier, the, the, you're at the point with the orthochromatic where it's really about making sure that the quality is always consistent and that there aren't going to be any flaws once you start producing it. Yes, actually, we already have several uh, coatings of orthochromatic film, which is quite good, but it still bears some scratches on the emulsion, which are just physical flaws. Yeah, caused by the machine. Yeah. So um, you were saying about the the pathway towards developing your own panchromatic film, um, but obviously in the meantime you have got the um, Silbera pan that's going to be coming out. So can you tell us how that came about and 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 what it is? Well, uh, that's not the in-house emulsion. That's the modified emulsion of Fagfagiwart company, mm-hmm. which is in Belgium. Uh, which is the same, say, uh, family of the emulsions uh, which they used for uh, Relay uh, and I think some other brands, not to point the thing around. Uh, that was the second part of the lucky coincidence in this. In the beginning of this year, uh, we've just met the company here in Moscow, which was buying that film for their own surveillance purposes. And uh, it appeared that it has very, very good qualities for still photography uh, with widened dynamic range, uh, with uh, better contrast and inheriting all the qualities of the, uh, let's say, ancestor, uh, which is uh, infrared sensitivity and near infrared sensitivity increased. Uh, which means that it has uh, quite good penetration for any fog or um, haziness. And you can get quite nice uh, infrared effect without any filters using this film at the dawn or dusk or at the end of the uh, warm sunny day when the leaves are really warm and they uh, go uh, shining in infrared. Uh, there are several examples of that. Wow, that sounds Instagram. almost like a uh, you know an actual special effect then uh, from that film. That sounds amazing. Gosh. Yes, that's uh, quite an effect to use, and it's mm. it's quite um, it, it it gives an image. Uh, well, uh, kind of you know. So we've you, seen you, the... uniquity. Oh, what what a distinct look. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. That's... No, I, I agree, and and I think. That's the thing with a lot of these films is that they, I mean, every film has its own personality. Every film has its own look. And um, uh, yeah, these pan films do have a distinct look. You've done a really good job of getting this film out into the hands of um, some very talented photographers who have been making some beautiful art with it already that you have been sharing over the last few weeks. Um, and yeah, the results really have been amazing. Um Obviously, it's you know available in a range of speeds and also in thirty-five millimeter and one twenty, um, but it does seem to be uh, yeah a, a very beautiful film that does have a fairly distinct look to it. Um, and and have you as you've been working on your chemicals, have you been sort of tailoring those to work particularly well with these films? Well, actually, it goes a bit uh, another way. Uh... We've been developing our chemicals to work perfectly with any film. Yeah. Uh, that, that was the task, because chemicals mm. do have much more history than the film, uh, which we acquired this year. And so the, um, the pan film is essentially that is all ready to go. This is something that, um, you know, th- there's no more development to be done on that. That is something that is ready to go out the door once... Um, Yes, it just needs packaging 
just needs packaging. I mean, and that kind of brings us on to um, the next thing I want to ask you about. Because obviously, you know, you've you've had the, all of these things going on. You start developing these films, and uh, just over a month ago, I suppose, or is it even is it over a month yet, or just coming up to a month? Um, you started the Indiegogo campaign. So why why did you start the Indiegogo campaign? What what were you looking to achieve with it? Well, uh, actually, the initial goal was to uh, achieve the possibility to create a packaging line and to finalize production line here in Russia. And should we have reached the goal, uh, we said, uh, it was possible. By the moment, uh, we do realize that we will reach about 30%, I think, as maximum. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have to go for plan B, uh, which is step-by-step development of the business. Uh, in order to comply with our promises, with the promises we made, uh, I think we will use third-line subcontract, uh, third-party subcontract of packaging line, mm-hmm. and we talk about uh, this subcontract with uh, Fama Bohemia by the moment. Uh, which are the partners of our online store, and we are official dealer, official distributor from Abahemia mm-hmm. here in Russia. Uh, so I think we'll try to use their packaging line to bring a uh, panchromatic film uh, to the market and to create it, um, to, to make real product out of it. Yeah. Uh, we are finalizing our terms and conditions by the moment, and I think we'll uh announce uh, everything about our uh, plans uh in the next week or uh, before the uh first date of the end of the campaign yeah because that that uh, was w- one of the questions that we had um i think there's an instagram user let me find it um z man at the back was um saying asking the question if the campaign doesn't succeed what will happen uh, i'm kind of stressed because they've got like 25 percent <laughs> to go probably not as stressed as you are i would guess but um yeah so for, for people who have backed the campaign and really want their film and want this to succeed uh, what you're saying is that things are going to keep moving forward this is not going to stop Silbera film from happening well as we as we've already said we ain't just a startup campaign which came for one shot uh we've been here for nine years we ain't going to live just like that yeah uh we came to stay anyway uh so uh we will do uh just i'm i'm uh, going to talk through the text we've already published in the latest update that's what we are going to do in the next week prior the campaign ends uh we are going to publish one more update uh with the overview of the actual situation and actual plans. Uh, we can already say that uh, as for panchromatic film, uh, we feel by, by this day, we feel that 90% uh, is uh, settled for panchromatic film to go onto the market, go to into production timely mm-hmm. uh, without any delays in the uh, Perks and the perks delivery dates, which we set. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, I think, for sure. Uh, and we'll just update the full and four about uh, everything we promised uh, to keep people uh, informed about our progress. And we'll prolong the campaign for a week uh, for everybody, to, for everyone to have a chance either to say that, okay. This situation is good for me, and I'm going to support you, and everything suits me. Or to uh, just uh, get their money back. That's that's well. That's an incredibly. <laughs> you are behaving in a manner which I think um, should give people confidence to stay with you. I hope. I mean, uh, it's no secret that we have all been 
here on the podcast um, very supportive of what you're doing because I, I think it's really exciting and um, I, I want to see this work. Crowdfunding is always uh, a risky business from both ends. Why do you or do you have any feelings as to why it has not been as successful as you obviously would have wanted it to? I mean, as you said, you are a, a long way short of the goal. Why do you think it has failed to um, achieve what you set out to? Well, uh, actually, uh, let's put it like that. Uh, if you would look at the budget uh, which we showed in the campaign, almost 50% of the budget goes for the rewards. Yeah. Uh, that was the one of, well, that was one of the main tricks here in this sum, because uh, uh, without the without reaching the goal, we could still do uh, the product. Uh, the less we get from the crowdfunding campaign, uh, the less uh, expenses we do. Yeah. Uh, so that was one trick. Uh, the next moment about the. Uh, reaching the goal and uh, success of the campaign itself, I think that's about uh, the thing which we did know when we started the campaign and I was afraid of it about um, the beginning of the campaign uh, and I think it went through. Uh, we offered quite a number of the films and we offered, uh, I think, a bit too much for people to believe it to be true. Yeah. Uh, though it is true. That, uh, that was my fear, and I think it influenced the backers, I'll say about yeah. 20-30% of the people uh, are just unable to um, imagine that we will succeed in running six films at a time, actually two of this different sensitivities, but still. Uh, well, uh, still, that's that's true, and we're gonna uh, make sure that the film goes for market. Yeah. I, I think... Sorry, sorry Rachel. You, no, you mm, carry on, mm. Rachel. I was just gonna ask if uh, there's anything that you feel you would have done differently? Uh, for sure. Experience is the thing which you can review Mm -hmm. uh, but not for C. Sure. Uh, so yes, I think we could have done uh, differently. We could spend about I don't know a couple of weeks more uh, to prepare all the press releases. Uh, and actually, I'm not sure about what would it help a lot. Uh, but I would I would have made something uh, in different way. Sure. I I think you you uh, you have been unlucky uh, in that you are suffering a bit for the at least perceived sins of people who have come before. Um, as you said, you have put up an Indiegogo campaign saying, look, we're going to do this, this, this and this, and it's going to be great. And not only have we got all these films, but we're going to have them ready to go soon. And... Um, I think that yes, it it probably did seem too good to be true to a lot of people because there have been people who have made promises in the past which have you know not panned out as others would have hoped to. Um, you know, it, the Ferrania campaign was very successful, and those guys are doing great work over there, but it's taking a lot longer than they thought it would. Um, and there have been other film-based campaigns that have you know achieved funding and then failed to you know do what they said they were going to do so i think there has been people are a little bit wary um and when you see something that really looks too good to be true um and i hate to say it that there probably is a certain amount of well this is coming out of russia i'm not sure how much i trust it 
Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, it's, it's undeniable that that is a factor too. I mean, and, and it shouldn't be overlooked, the fact that you, you, there are over 500 people who have backed this, which is not a small number. And part of the problem is that your, your, your backing rewards, the, the amount you were um, asking for for a lot of the rewards was quite a small amount of money. Um, and so you, you've also suffered a bit by the fact that you've got a lot of people saying, yes, we want to get involved, but the, the amount of money that they're chucking in is, is not always huge. So, um, But I think it's definitely worth saying for anybody that may have looked at the campaign early on and maybe just thought, well, there's not a reward here that fits with what I want, or perhaps there's not enough information here to give me confidence you have updated the project um, many times. I think you've got, what, nine updates since the initial launch. There's huge... Yeah, yeah there's huge amounts of information, lots of um, examples of the images. And also, if you just go on Instagram or Twitter, there are lots of shooters all around the world who are trying these films out. Um, so there are lots of examples there for people to, to see. Um, and so, you know, if you, were, if you lacked confidence at the get-go do check it out because there's still some time to go and um, I, I, I do think it's worth a look. Um, Honestly, I don't think you guys sleep. Uh, we've, uh, we, we always seem to sort of see you on Twitter and, and you always come back to people straight away. And honestly, that sort of um, connection with with the um, the community in general is is not overlooked. You know, people do really appreciate that. And uh, I think it's quite clear that you guys are working very, very hard to make this happen. So uh, so that's always appreciated, you know, communication and making sure that you're involved and connected with that community goes a long way as well. So uh, it's been it's been really good to see. And uh, yeah, um, fingers crossed for a little bit of a surge at the end. That would be that'd be great. I think, as Graham says, perhaps going back, asking people to go back and look at all this inf extra information, all these updates that you've been so diligently um, adding to the campaign might well help. Uh, people feel more comfortable about what they're investing in. So, uh, yeah, good luck with that. Um, Thank you, you. You've talked about what the plan or what plans you're putting together to make sure that the what people have backed goes forward and that you're able to supply what you've said you're going to supply in a good, timely fashion. Um, but to, to, to finish up here, what I'm really interested in is whether or not you've kind of had, and I suppose this is a, a, probably a bad time to ask this because I'm sure you're figuring all of this out in the wake of what's, but but going forward from here, because um, a large part of this for me and a large part of the importance of this campaign isn't about, well, what film can I get now through this campaign? Um, you know, In fact, you've even talked about the fact on, on even some of your updates about the cost of the film as people are backing it through the campaign is significantly more than you want to be selling it for afterwards. And really, that's what I care about is supporting you guys now so that I hope down the line, I'm going to be able to easily get hold of this film in an ongoing basis and the chemicals as well um, here in the UK and, of course, you know, everybody else where in the world. How are things looking for getting your products, Silbera products, the films, the chemicals available outside of Russia going forwards? Well, uh, as for the film, uh, that's quite easy. It doesn't have to have any... Uh, MSDS lists, uh, there's security checks or anything else. That's just a product which we can sell. Uh, so as soon as we get uh, some stock, and I think it would happen in the beginning of the 2018, uh, we'll start not only uh, sending the rewards, not only sending the perks uh, throughout the world, but we'll start selling the film to distributors throughout the world uh, that won't be uh, a huge amount I think as the uh, first batch will be about a thousand a thousand and a half uh, rolls of each type of each sensitivity but still it will be available for uh, distributors to buy it and to sell it to local stores still will save uh, a part of the film for us to sell it through our online international store and that will give people a choice. Uh, I think the choice shall be like that. Either you're going to buy the film at a bit higher price 
parked here behind the corner just near your house or you can buy it from our online store and wait for delivery but you will buy it at substantially lower price and possibly buy it uh, together with something else to save you shipping uh, and we are working on export documents for our chemicals now and I think we'll have it ready either by the end of 2017 or in the January of 2018 and we are going to sell it worldwide too because we have about uh, five or six or maybe already seven offers from different distributors uh, several from Europe and uh, as far as I remember one from Asia and I'm not sure about USA but I think oh yes uh, uh, it's about uh, film project uh, Michael Rasa. Oh, it was eager yeah. to it was eager to sell our film, and I think well, we could talk about uh, our chemicals. Possibly not all of them, because I do know that there are some restrictions in USA as far as some uh, developers are concerned. But we do have quite a range of the chemicals. I think. Excellent. I would. That would be great to hear that. Um, yeah, Michael over at the Film Photography Project has has got your stuff because I know that they are a real go-to for a lot of um, photographers in the U.S. because they do stock so many interesting and unusual films. So um, mm. that would be great. Um, well, I, I really hope that uh, I'm I'm looking forward to shipping to um, shooting the film that I've backed, and I look forward more to being able to buy your film in an ongoing way uh, into the future and as things get established. Um, to, to wrap up, Constantine, uh, what, what's your last sales pitch you've got as people listen to this um, a week, maybe two weeks, if there's an extension to decide if whether or not they want to support this going forward, what would you like to say to those people to try and push them over the edge if need be? <laughs> well, uh Actually, I'll once again uh, try to repeat the thing which we've already published. Uh, we came to stay. We aim to start up. Uh, the Believe in Film uh, film community mm, people, film community folks, you can speed us up with backing us at Indiegogo. Uh, you may be sure that you'll have all the actual information every time uh, we get it, you'll get it. That would be always up to date. We ain't going to hide anything. Uh, yes, we do know that the trust of the community was, well, I wouldn't say it as severely punished, uh, but it has a crack due to several campaigns which really were successful in getting the funds uh, and broke their promises previously. Mm. Uh, what we are trying to do is to play at maximum fair level. Uh, we just ain't gonna run one project. Uh, we are going to come and stay. Mm. And the trust is of essence for us because we have production line for chemicals here. We have an online store here in Russia, which was uh, one of the oldest online stories since 2009. Uh, we have reputation, we have a lot to risk. So we just can't afford uh, breaking the promises. For us, it's better to postpone something uh, to get the funds not through the uh, crowdfunding, but through private investors or throughout, through our friends. Uh, or through banks, uh, but to get the good image from the very beginning, not to be uh, mistreated. Yeah. Actually, the crowdfunding uh, is the most appropriate way to get funds for us because the market itself, the analog photography market, uh, is not at the peak as all of us know. And here in Russia, it's quite away from the peak it has already reached in Europe. Uh, so it's quite hard to get any loans or any uh, investments here in Russia for the type of business we run. Just investors prefer to 
put their money into something like bitcoins or uh, some gadgets or, or some software which will bring them much more money uh, when just common production line for film will do. That's why we came for crowdfunding. But we still have uh, some other options and we are working on them. Uh, so the product will see the light. It will come to the market anyway. As for the panchromatic films, we are stating this uh, that in the beginning of the next year we'll have it packed and ready to sell through retail. As for orthochromatic film, uh, we'll update you in a week uh, by the first end of the campaign day and we'll prolong the campaign to uh, make you confident that you have a time to decide uh, and you have all the information for your decision. Uh, will you support us or not? We'll give you all the information to make it. And, uh, well, we'll try our best and we'll try a bit more to comply with our promises, uh, whatever are the circumstances. Yeah, that's we awesome. just we just don't have other way out. <laughs> yeah. No, I think well, I think that says everything that really needs to be said. Um Constantin, thank you so much for taking the time out of your <laughs> evening for doing this. Uh mm. and um I think we we all wish you and Vladimir and everybody else there uh every success with this. I I really hope that um Silbera is going to be a film that I'm going to be buying and enjoying for many years to come. Um, because it's important that film photography becomes that we support film photography so that it isn't just bitcoins and devices that are getting all the funding over the years um, so yes thank you very much for coming and joining us tonight and for talking all about orthochromatic film uh, we will be back with a regular show on the regular day which is Thursday um, so Rach thank you very yeah. much for joining us as well and, uh, and thank, thank you very much Constantine I think the thing I took away from that mainly was we're here to stay and that was that was really nicely put so thank you for that and um and good luck with everything thank you thank you guys for inviting me and thank you for your uh extra podcast issue uh we are really pleased with that thank you for your support uh that's of great essence for us because uh, yes we're here to stay Awesome. Well, thank you very much, guys, and we will speak to you all um, on the next regularly scheduled episode of the Sunny 16 podcast. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>